Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Beard and Stash podcast. I'm your host, Adam Parker. And Troy Ballard. Today is May 4th, and this is episode four of Beard and Stash Chat Sports. Today, we're chatting Jonathan Vilma's suspension and the Bounty Gate scandal, an overview of the NBA playoffs, and Albert Pujol's power outage. Get ready. Okay, but yeah, let's jump right in here. Uh, Jonathan Vilma with the Saints, Saints linebacker, pretty much the leader of that defense, is suspended for the entire 12, 2012 season by uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell. There also have other players, bronze linebacker Scott Fujita, three games. Anthony Hargrove, who's now with the Packers, suspended a massive eight games. And my boy, Ohio State guy, Saints defensive end Will Smith, four games. So uh, what do you think? Well, I think the suspensions, you know... Um... It took the NFL long enough to, to in Roger Goodell to come up, God, come yeah. up with. I mean, it took them long enough to, to come up with suspensions. You know, um, you know Scott Fujita, Anthony Hargrove, and, and Will Smith. You know, those I mean, those guys are big losses to the respective teams. Of course, Scott Fujita to the Browns and Hargrove to the Packers, and, and Smith, of course, to, to the Saints. I mean, they are they are losses, but nothing compared to Jonathan Vilma. You know, Jonathan Vilma is is a, is a Pro Bowl linebacker who you know is arguably one of the best in the NFL. So. Yeah, I mean he was he was Greg he was essentially Greg Williams' right hand man uh, it, as long for as Will Williams was there. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean uh, he's he's an incredible extension of the coach on the field. Incre- incredibly talented, incredibly talented, incredibly incredibly intelligent. Um, very 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 good player. Um, you know, so this, the, aside from Scott Fujita and guys like that, you know, yeah, it's a loss, but I don't think it's a critical loss. You know, um, it is a loss, but it's not so. It's not like it's not like Vilma where it's going to change a team. Losing Jonathan Vilma yeah, is going to yeah. change that Saints defense. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, I know they got Curtis Lawson, but still, yeah, they're definitely going to feel that void. Yeah, there's there. I mean, I'm not. Sure. I mean, I like Curtis Lawson a lot, but he's not. He's not Jonathan Vilma. <laughs> you know, I mean, nope. you're you're going to see, and especially with sorry, Sooner fans, with, with, with the change of, uh, especially with the change of of defensive coordinator from Greg Williams to um, uh, Steve Spagnuolo. Steve Spagnuolo, yeah, yeah Spags. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of confusion on that defense without a leader on the field, and. Um, you're looking down the barrel of probably having a lot of plays where the Saints get burned badly because there's not Definitely. there's no communication on the field. Um, and well, let's jump right into the punishment. Uh, do you think was it too severe? Was it not enough, or was it uh, spot on? Well, uh, you know, I, I I I've heard people saying that the NFL is using Jonathan Vilma's scapegoat to kind of you know show that it's not you know it's not okay to do this, and they're kind of making it really hurts that players are intimidated to not do it. Um, you know, I, I like the suspension. You know, Jonathan Vilma was was well aware of what he was doing. He knew it was against the rules. I mean, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I think I think Roger Goodell, as many as long as I personally don't like the guy, but yeah, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of fans don't like him for whatever reason. But uh, I think yeah, I think he made the right choice too. I agree. I agree. They needed to they needed to make a marquee player like Vilma a scapegoat in order to prevent it from ever happening again. I, I do you think do you think that will? Uh, you know, a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least, or at least as long as Roger Goodell is uh, Kimish, in office, Kimish. I think. Yeah, I, I probably yeah. <laughs> I'd say. You know, uh, at the very least. I mean, I, I'm, we're you, you and I are both. I mean, we're not naive to the fact that teams do. Um, they do have these. They aim for players. I mean, I don't think many teams pay players to hurt other players like the Saints did. But um, you, oh, yeah, they'll do, yeah, they'll be, yeah, but they'll definitely tell guys like oh. He's let's go out and test that knee. Yeah, he's coming. Exactly. He has knee. He had just coming off knee surgery, all that stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, that, definitely I mean, that, a lot. That was back. Well. That was back around when Troy Aikman had the concussion problem. You know, they would hit him under the chin to knock him out of the game with concussions. You know, so um, you, you you look at you look at the grand scheme of things, and yeah, probably it will stop it. Stop the pay for pay for injury system, but 
um, you're not going to start the intentionally. You're not going to ever be able to stop the the aiming for people's knees that are weak or yeah, it's part yeah, it's it's part of the chess yeah, match. So, so yeah. um, I, I mean, I think that, that the NFL made the right choice here, spending all the players, especially Vilma, for a year. Um, to Saints fans, you know, it may be the, the end of the end. I mean, that team is unraveling at the seams. You know, you you you, you Drew Brees still hasn't even signed his franchise tag yet. You know. Nope. So you, you could probably doesn't plan on it either. Yeah. Wants that long term deal, and rightfully so. He is that team. Yeah, he is. And, and you're looking down the barrel of losing your uh, possibly. Well, you definitely you lost your defensive leader the entire year, and possibly losing your offensive leader due to a holdout. So yep. you know, I mean, that team loses Drew Brees, and they're what two wins, two or three wins this season. Yeah, two or three wins. Yeah, most. So, but uh, let's let's move along. We have the NFL Players Association have already made their appeals on on behalf of the four players. This. I'll be honest, I don't think it has any chance of success like most appeals have under uh, Giddell's tenure, but do you think so? Do you think they have any chance uh, of success? No, because, because the they're, they're, they're fighting an uphill battle. You know, I mean, they're, they're trying to make the case that, it, they're trying to make a case that looks like, well, we want to protect our players, but we want to appeal for, you know, we want to appeal a case where another player is hurting our players. It, it, you know, they have no grounds. You know, it's, um, maybe the, 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 the length of the suspension is short, but you know what it's going to be? Like, 14 games instead of 16 you know what i mean i just don't really understand yeah yeah i mean like what 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 are they going to you know i i just don't know i don't think they have any grounds you know i think that especially for vilma who as we already discussed is is the scapegoat i mean you know when when you look at that team you know vilma was no doubt the leader of that of, of the you know of the defense and yeah, he was yeah. the one who was in charge so if you let yeah, him and, off and then he if, he if he went along with it the rest of the, the rest of the other the other 10 guys Got in line behind yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was it was, a, it was a it was a leadership is leadership role. And I mean, I, I think that you know there is not a single case the player association can make who is trying to protect the players that they can appeal a situation where a player is trying to hurt another player. There's just no grounds, and it, it, it's really. I mean, I mean, do you, do you see any possible way that Roger Adele is like? Well, maybe I should re- reverse that suspension. No, no, I, th- I think I think the situation is too is far too grave to, for him to lessen up the suspension, especially on Vilma. I mean, I guess I could potentially see see uh, Scott Fujita since he's like uh, one of the members on the on the NFLPA's executive committee. I guess I could see a little bit with him, but even so, like if anything, maybe you no. Know, actually, I reversed my statement on that. Maybe if anything, he should keep his suspension the full three games as well because he should know better. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Just, he, should, he, should, he should be well aware. Um, yeah, should be, yeah. It's, it's a bad situation no matter how you look at it, you know. Yep. Um, so why, why don't why don't we why don't we transition to a little brighter topic here? The NBA playoffs, fun, okay. fun, fun. Brighter topic for you, yeah. Bright, I'm yeah, for yeah the draft. I mean, my, my Sixers are still in the uh, still in the playoffs. Um, so what do you, what do you think of? All right, here's here's the thing. The Knicks. I want to talk about two teams: Knicks and the Mavericks. Um, they're both down 0-3 in the series. Um, to the Thunder and the. To the Thunder are down or up three on the Mavericks, and Knicks are down three zero to the Heat. Um, so what do you? I mean, what do you? Okay, what, what's? Did you? I mean, I, you know that New York game last night. I watched the whole thing, tip off to conclusion, and that Knicks team played tough. And there was there was a couple times where the game legitimately, I thought the Knicks could swing it and win it. But Carmelo Anthony spent like what thirty seconds on the bench the entire game. So. By the fourth quarter, LeBron James, who had sat out the entire third quarter, who's in foul trouble, just absolutely was off the off the chain on him. Um, and I think that because Carmelo is so fatigued from this series, that Amare there because he, um, you know, we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> but so, so what, what do you what do you think? Are are the Knicks of the Mavericks completely done? 
I have to say so at this point. I, I don't believe any team that's down 3-0 has come back to win a series in any round of the NBA, NBA playoffs, as far as I can tell in history of the of the NBA playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're... Not in their favor. Yeah, they're pretty much done. And one good thing is Mike Woodson will probably get a contract extension to stay with the Knicks. That's the one good thing they have going for them. And Very good coach. His, his yeah, yeah definitely. His and beacon of hope for the Knicks, I think. Yeah, and hope and hopefully D will, your boy D will, will be coming to join Dallas next season. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all they have going. That's about all both the well, teams are going well, for. No looking at next we, year now. We, we can agree with, with the Mavericks, where um, you know they're playing a very, very youthful and very energetic um, Thunder team, and they just looked worn down in games. And yeah, Dirk can't do it alone, man. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not really sure on that. In that game two, uh, Jason Terry takes back to back, like you know triple cover to threes when Dirk is standing there kind of wide open. You know, I, I just don't understand, like, Dirk Nowitzki takes that last shot in every game. I mean, there shouldn't be a question. I mean, he's, he's the one who takes the last So, the, Dallas, you know, um, I think that they, they lost the series, you know, for a couple, number one, because, you know, they're, they're old, as, old as anyone in the NBA. You know, they're, 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 they're old, as old as the Celtics, I think, aren't they? They're pretty close. And, yeah, very close. And, um, you know, it, along with that, they just they, they did not execute very well in, in, in game-time situations, you know, at the end of games. So, yeah, and I think, I think the law, I think the void left by no Tyson Chandler has definitely hurt yeah, them as well. Yeah, you, definitely. You've seen that definitely with Kevin Durant going coast-to-coast on, <laughs> on dogs. Yeah, you definitely see him the uh, yep. lack of defensive intensity. So, uh, let, let's, let's talk about the Sixers really quick. The, the 76ers are, of course, um, you know, they're, 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 they were pegged to go to be swept by the Bulls. And that was pre-Derek Rose injury. And yep. Derek Rose has torn his ACL. He's out for the rest of the season. And in game two, that happened in game one. In game two, the Sixers absolutely wiped the floor with the Bulls. So let me ask you, do the Sixers, do you think my Sixers, my Philadelphia 76ers, could actually beat <laughs> the Bulls in advance? Seri- I, I, think, I, I think so. I, I think so. I mean, Granted, I, th- I believe the Bulls went something like eighteen and nine in the regular season without uh, D Rose, but in the playoffs, it's a completely different. It's a completely different story. It's basically an entirely new season, and you need your stars. And with D Rose sidelined, I, I think uh, Iguodala and the rest of the Seventy Sixers will get it done. I think in the long run, I th- I'd probably say either five or six games. But yeah, six. Yeah, six games. My pick. Yeah, six games. I'll take, I'll take, take Seventy Sixers and six. Yeah. yeah, I I mean it's gonna be it's gonna come down. You know, Philadelphia's gonna come down to uh, you know if their bench shows up like they have in the past. You know, at the start of the regular season, the Sixers were one of the best teams in, in basketball, and then you know, post All Star break, they sucked horribly. Um, they barely even made the playoffs. So you know, the Bulls the Bulls are still a very very talented team. Um, even without Derrick Rose, they have a lot of depth, a lot of talent. Um, but you know, you definitely see they, they definitely have that void in the superstar position where they don't you know they don't have Derrick and uh, you know in, in big games where the offense is suffering or the defense is lacking. You know, that's that's when well defense never lacks in Chicago really. But when the offense is suffering, <laughs> you know, you, you need you need a superstar Derrick Rose to get to get to you know spark you know ignite that spark. Yeah, be, be be a spark plug. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and they don't have that so. If, if the Sixers can play fundamental basketball they did at the beginning of the season, they can win this series. If not, you know, I see the Bulls taking it still. But I, I think there's a good chance the Sixers will win this now. It, I think it's, it's pretty – but they're not going to make it past the next round. You know, so it's kind of a moot point. <laughs> God, no. Um, how about one more team in the West before we, before we, uh, before we end this here? The, the Spurs are absolutely insane. Uh, you know, how, how is a team – this is older as the Spurs. They got Tim Duncan. They got – Manu, they got Tony Parker, and you know, yeah, Kyrie Leonard, of course. So he's a nice injection of youth. But are are they the deepest team in basketball? 
I think they have to be. I mean, you don't hear a lot of you don't hear a lot of big splash from uh, guys like Tiago Splitter, or Daniel Green, or any guys like that. Or not even Dewan Blair anymore. Really, he had a big splash last year coming into coming into the league as a second round rookie. But uh, yeah, those guys are still out there making a big impact, regardless of what the, you hear around the league. And uh, yeah, I, I I mean, in the last game of the season against the Suns, granted we were already out of the playoffs, but uh, we lost to their bench. So uh, <laughs> take take that for what you will. And we actually played start some of our starters for a good portion of the game. So take that take that for what you will. Yeah, you know, the Spurs are the deepest team in basketball, no question. And, and, and with that, you know, they are old. Um they are an older team. Like I said, they have really good depth. Are the Spurs primed to make a championship run this season? Uh I th- I think so. I, I I think this will be the last year they'll be able to do something like this. Because next season, Tim Duncan will be what thirty six. Yeah, yeah. Granted, he's granted. Granted, he he made a he made a call to Grand Hill up in Phoenix and found the Fountain of Youth or whatever. I guess. Yeah. Grand Hill gave him Grand Hill gave him a roadmap or something, and he went out and found it this off season. But um, he's played well. He's played very well. This yeah, year. yeah. He's played very well. Yeah. Duncan like dunk, dunking like he hasn't dunked the ball for the last five years. So. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly playing like an all star. Yeah. It's. It, 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 it's a deep team. I think that really if anybody's going to upset them, though, it's going to be the Thunder. You know, the Thunder are just, they've been so close to breaking into the finals the past two years. You know, it's almost like, barring Russell Westbrook totally totally blowing, which he does in most games, in my opinion. But, um, I mean, all right, Russell, all right let, let me read it. Russell Westbrook, you know, Adam and I both have agreed on this multiple times. The issue we have with Russell Westbrook is that he is just not very intelligent with the ball. And he takes bad shots. He turns the ball over too much. And and would you agree that he gets bailed out more than any player in the NBA by his teammates? Probably, yeah, yeah. By, by Kevin Durant hitting threes, clutch threes. By Kevin Durant getting offensive rebounds, you know. But and making making that crazy shot in game one over Sean Marion Tostrow's team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He gets bailed out like crazy. So, um, Adam, why, why don't why don't you uh, why don't you talk to us about a power outage going on in Los Angeles here? What's going on with that? Uh yeah, the Albert Pujols power outage man. He hasn't hit a home run yet in a hundred and I believe hundred and two, hundred and three at bats. That's a little ridiculous considering that they paid him ten years and two hundred forty million dollars. <laughs> and that's insane. Uh, and so what? Yeah, yeah. What, what do you what do you think is the deal there? Um, <laughs> is it is it you know new team jitters? I mean, I, I don't know. But for I mean, I, I gosh, I would I sure would hope not. But he's eleven year vet and everything, thirty two. He's probably I mean. He came in practically as the guy, so in if anything, they're they're worried about molding to him. I would think. But, yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, uh, yeah, he's, he's the best hitter in baseball, and now he's not hitting. You know, yeah. um, and it's, it's not, not 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 just that not just that his balls aren't leaving the yard anymore. I mean, he's 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 barely batting 200. That's that's horrifying. <laughs> that's definitely horrifying for a guy who's got a 10-year, 240 million dollar deal. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty horrendous. Um. Yeah, yeah. yeah do, do, do you think they'll regret it? Do you think the Angels will regret this oh, deal? I, you know, yeah, probably that he's batting this way. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I, I, I foresee him probably even with the social. I, I foresee probably a thirty homer, one hundred RBI season, which is pretty decent. It's not, it's, it's on the low end of the spectrum for Albert Pujols' numbers, but uh, I think they'll still take that for the first year of production. Yeah, well, Hopefully I mean, like, you know, they, they, they have ten years to figure out if it's a bad deal or not. You know, they still, they still have nine years, so yeah. you know they'll be able to find out really quickly if they made the right choice or not. Um, you know, they, they, there's no trade clause in there, so they're pretty much locked in. Um, you know, so they're pretty much married to, to Big Al no matter what. Um, I, I mean, the Angels have not been as good as advertised this year. Period. 
No, ten and sixteen, fourth in the AL West. Yeah, they have not been as good as, as advertised. You know, the Rangers have just been unbelievable. The Rangers have been unbelievable this year. Um, yep. And uh, you, Darvish, the guy, smashed on a couple of week a couple of weeks ago in an article. Uh, that slow start is uh, no more. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> he's what five and one now, six and one. Yeah, something ridiculous like yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, you, you have to you have to wonder, you know. Um, about the machine here, if the machine's ever going to get going, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. You know, he, he's a talented enough player. Where I'm sure it's going to happen eventually. But yeah, this slow start is not good. Um, and, and we we kind of we had we had a debate here if we wanted to make uh, Big Al or seriously, dude, segment. But we decided that um, another player from the uh, New York City Knicks deserves the seriously, dude, honors. Um, Amare Stoudemire. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got into a boxing match with a fire extinguisher after game two against the Miami Heat. Um, they were in Miami, and they lost the game, of course, 104-94. Um, so it was only a 10-point loss. Nothing like the first game where they got absolutely demolished. Um, but they still lost, no no less. And, um, you know, Amari was probably pretty frustrated. He obviously was frustrated. And as he was walking to the locker room, he literally – Punched a fire extinguisher, a glass like fire extinguisher case, in American Airlines Arena, and totally messed up his hands. He had to call paramedics. He had to get stitches. And what what is this? What is this from Amari Stoudemire? Uh, <laughs> well, as a former Suns as a former Suns player, I like to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, oh, he's just very passionate about the game. But this is just honestly, there 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 are other less damaging ways to show your passion, and it was just a. Pretty bonehead move. Well, he's after the rest honest. of the playoffs. So, you know, this begs the question now: Are the Knicks going to trade Amari Stoudemire? Realistically, they probably should if they could, but it's going to have to be a, a complete salary dump. Like they're going to get almost nothing back in return from a talent standpoint. Well, you don't think they could dump him for somebody maybe like Pau Gasol, who who also has a pretty large contract? But I don't. I don't, I don't think the Lakers would be interested in that. Really. No, I, I, they 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 love their seven they love their seven foot uh, trees down there in uh, L.A. Okay, so. well, let's not say. Like, I mean, what about somebody like you know that's a really bad contract? Like, dare I say, Richard Lewis? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know, it's, yeah, and they're, they're, then you have the thing of not getting equal talent. Yeah, value well, back, so. the, the Knicks are in a bad situation because Amare, like Adam just just noted, he's he's getting paid about you know half the value of the New York Knicks team. So. Um, you know, it's gonna be really hard to trade him. His contract is is it's it's one hundred million plus, isn't it? Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. It's a horrible, horrible contract. Um, you know, and the Knicks. I, I, it's obvious though the Knicks play better when him and Carmelo were not on the court together. It, it's really I would never think that, but it's true. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting, you know, an interesting conclusion to the Knicks. See what they do here. Um, but why don't we why don't we why don't we wrap this up, Adam? This is uh, the Beard and Stash podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Troy Ballard, and I'm the other one, Adam Parker. And we'll be back next Friday with Beard and Stash Chat Sports. Thank you very much.